It's the Dogcast, episode number 452. Dogs win the big one, and we finally take home the SEC crown back to where it belongs in Athens. for the show we've been waiting for for 13 years it seems like this is dogcast episode number 452 the dog the sec championship post game show uh we are joined we have a special guest in the bunker tonight co-hosting the show with me my good friend bernie of bernie's dog blog who is a fantastic commentator and observer of all things dogs and uh, Bernie, I know you were in the stadium uh, in the Mercedes-Benz Dome with us this past Saturday night. It's good to have you back in the bunker, man. Tell me how you're feeling well, I was, I was about the big win. I, was, I actually wasn't there. Really? I didn't even know that. I just assumed you were there, dude. No. I, yeah, it's usually a pretty good assumption. But, yeah, we had to stay home with the kids, and, you know, four tickets was going to be too much. So I hear you, brother. I hear you. But, yeah, it was – um. It was a spectacular evening wherever you were in the dog nation. Absolutely. It was, man. I tell you, I'm just so proud of this team and the way they bounced back, not just from the Auburn loss earlier in the season, but, hell, we bounced back from the early part of this game. You know, I mean, Auburn came out yeah. and 10-play, uh, 75-yard drive, scored a touchdown like they were running like water through a sieve, buddy. It is not looking good early. And then their defense seemed to pick up right where it left off. Two sacks on from, and before you know it, we're punting again. And uh, I wasn't feeling so awesome five minutes into this game. What were you thinking? You know, um, not, well, I felt pretty confident going into the game. But, yeah, after, after uh, their first series and, you know, seeing Tom go down as consecutive sacks, I think, and, it wasn't an uneasy feeling, but, you know, Malzahn, he, he's just a gimmick. And I just, I, you know, we've seen it time and time again where he just can't make the mid-game adjustments. And I just knew not being in Jordan here this time, our offensive line would be able to communicate. And I, I really trust, you have to trust Mel Tucker to, to what he's done all season, make make adjustments. And that's what they did. And they just shut him down, um, really, for the rest of the game. It was just kind of like a snowball effect and just kind of led to that um, blocked, blocked field goal, which my wife called somehow. <laughs> they were lined <laughs> up and she said, she said they're going to block it. And sure enough. Wow. Said, uh, 
that, that's a hell of a call because going into that field goal, that guy had not missed a field goal ever. against. Right. He'd never missed a field goal in a game against Georgia in his career. And, um, yeah. man, I don't know how the hell your wife called that, man, because I didn't see that well, coming. Yeah, we, do block, we do have a tendency to block a lot of kicks in the SEC championship game. So it's I true. That was probably our third or fourth block kick. So. Well, but anyway, it was um, it was it was good to see us adjust and kind of settle in, and and they just didn't really have an answer. And um, what's his name, Carryon Johnson, is really just a a shell of himself um, compared to what we saw in in Auburn. Sure, which did you know that with the increased pressure, we did get some, we did get fresh and much better pressure on Stidham in this game as well, and. Johnson's ineffectiveness really helped the defense uh, make the Auburn offense a little more one-dimensional, which was <laughs> super awesome. Cause were, I tell you, it really turned Roquan loose. You know, Roquan making plays sideline to sideline. Um, you know, like the senator said, when the Roquan gets there, the play is over. Uh, that is the end of yeah. the play. When he arrives, the play is completely over. Absolutely. It's lights out, man. And congratulations to Roquan for winning the Buckus Award, the first Georgia player ever to be voted as the best linebacker in the country. That kid is about to get paid on Sundays, you know? And his stock just keeps on rising. Oh, God. He's so good. I'm telling you, such a great representative. I mean, he's a great player. It's a, it's just a great story, man. He's a, a lot of great stories on this defense. You guys like Aaron Davis and, you know, Malcolm Parrish bouncing back from injury and stuff. There's so much leadership and so much, uh, uh, you know, just experience on that defense. It's it's really great, and it's going to be really hard to uh, – it's going to be hard to replace those guys next year. I'm not looking forward to that part. No, and that's they've really been, um, and, you know, that's been the resiliency of the whole season, you know, losing a, a quarterback on the, you know, what the first series of the season and, you know, didn't really, didn't really bat an eyelash going forward. And then you mentioned the Auburn loss and some other setbacks. It's been that, I think it's been two things really. It's the belief and the buy-in for what Kirby and the coaches have brought and the senior, obviously the senior leadership you gotta have that if you're gonna um, weather the storms that we have this season and still and still come out twelve and one going into playoffs. Man, I'm telling you, I I tell you, we called early on, we called the sweep of the East, you know. But uh, if I'm being honest, even though I thought I always thought we could sweep the East, um, winning the entire conference, making the playoff, it actually all coming together. I can't say I was super confident that that was all going to work, you know. But, man, looking back now, I just can't be any more proud. And like you said, it is it is really coming together, kind of like a storybook season. I mean, the Auburn loss, and then we come back and vanquish the, the evil foe from the plains of Auburn, Alabama. And uh, it is so far shaping up to be the storybook season that really – Sony and Nick Chubb came back for. This is why you come back, is to be this team in this position at this part of the season, you know? Yeah, and that's what was so great about, you know, the times we've won SEC in, in 02 and 05, you know, as, as you alluded to at the beginning, it's, it's been so long, and getting to see uh, all the players, but, you know, especially those senior leaders, 
um, the ones that came back and you know, thinking back to 05 with Shasta, a kid that you know, just kind of sat and waited, waited his turn. You know, it's, it's players like that that you really, you know, kind of get emotional for and, and really happy for that they get to still share that moment. That it, that it paid off for him, right? It like, it like reaffirms your, your confidence in humanity. A kid like Nick Chubb, who has the problem with his knee, he stays home in Cedartown. He works out at high, with high school football players on his spring break. He does everything, he does everything you're supposed to do, and then like a lot more than anybody could expect any college kid to do. And you want it to pay off for him, and it did, you know? It's it's really awesome. Yeah, thinking of on the sideline at Tennessee game in 15 to where where he was Saturday night. That's you're right. That's quite the quite the turnaround, and and no one deserves it more than he does. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about the game. You know, Jake Fromm settled in, didn't have a great first series, uh, didn't complete a pass to Javon Wims all night. Um, I'm telling you, if you'd told me that he was going to get sacked twice on the opening drive and then would go on to not complete a pass to Wims, I would have not given you a whole lot of damn uh, confidence in our offensive game plan. But Cheney, he attacks the edge, he runs it, you know, he he attacks the edge of the field and really had a, I think, maybe his best called offensive game of the season, um, notwithstanding what the refs tried to do to shut him down. Um I thought it was a really great, really great call. I mean, the 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 fake toss sweep, the throw to Nada, the little crackdown, the the two point conversion was freaking amazing. I mean, the touch, everything we did. I mean, the touchdown that got uh, overruled because of the non existent uh, pick. That oh my gosh, don't get me started on the refs, dude. What did you think about the refs in this game? It, it was it was frustrating. It's just um, you know it's hard to believe. Uh, you know I think I think the process is is they they evaluate who's going to call the game and then they announce it what a couple of days before maybe or hours before I don't know. But uh, it's just sad to me that the SEC can't get better better officiating because I mean some of those calls were um, were pretty bad. Some of them I could see. But then thinking back, like you mentioned, that pick play, my wife really objected to, and you know I could see it at first. But when you know, when they slow it down, that's a hard call to make. Yeah, I mean, there's no contact. Our guy is blocked into the defender. Really caused that to happen. This is the SEC championship game. When I mean, you've got a, I don't, I don't know, it's, I don't know what the answer is, but a conference like this deserves, you know, maybe it's not better officials, people, but probably is, but. A different officiating philosophy. I mean, the, the right. philosophy of that off. I mean, that's Steve Shaw, and it starts at the top with the officiating crews, man. Uh, I think yeah. I think we do deserve. I mean, hell, you don't pay money and come to the Mercedes Benz Dome to see the refs make big, horrible game potential game changing right. calls, right? Yeah, I mean, in the opening series, man, they extended the drive in that opening series. On a on what I felt was a terrible call, right there there were some calls. I mean, there was a hands to the face where um, I can't even remember which one of our guys it was. It was a hands to the face where one of our guys, I think it was David Marshall, um, on a on a yeah. he knocked a guy's helmet off, right? Okay, so yeah, he he <laughs> yeah maybe that was hands to the face, right? When you push a guy's helmet all the way off his head, I'll give you that one, right? 
but the face mask on the punt return, right? Or not the punt return, but the you know the downfield. Uh, pay, I mean that is those are Even huge. Rough in the, the passer, it was, it was yeah. borderline at best. Oh, it, I thought it was terrible. He was in the grass before he threw it. Yeah. Yeah, and you just slow it down, and but I mean if they're making that call um, at live speed, and you just have to, I don't know you have to have a different philosophy I think and a better way of um, getting some better officials in the games on Saturdays and especially in the championship. I agree. Our guy on that on that roughing the passer call, our guy initiated contact while the ball was still in his hand. There's nothing that can right. happen after that that's going to be roughing, what, yeah. right? Exactly. What is he supposed to do? <laughs> I know. I know what roughing looks like, and that's that's the kid going for the sack. Do this since he was, you know, knee high to a grapevine, and you're, you're asking him to make a split second decision. Yeah, that's bullshit. It's just total bullshit, man. I I can't believe how bad the game was re- officiated, and uh, you know, I ain't gotten to a. Uh, we, we saw a legit fight. Uh, it was pretty cool. We saw a legit fight between two Auburn fans, believe it or not. I saw two Auburn fans throwing down in the third quarter. It was uh, That was pretty cool. And then we had some Auburn fans, you know, talking about how dirty Georgia is. You know, like, you guys are dirty and, you know, you guys aren't fair. And, and it used to be fun playing you. And now it's not. And I'm telling you, I really uh, strenuously objected to that. I, I I said, man, really. I said that the the, the the school of Gene Chizik and Nick Fairley and Trooper Taylor, you're going to call us dirty, right? They were they were like, oh yeah, you guys hide behind your your good upstanding coaches, but y'all are really like the dirtiest team in the SEC. And I was like, man, that is uh, that is faint yeah, praise laughable. coming from a damn Auburn fan. That is that is something else, brother. But um, after that Nick Fairley game, I mean, it's hard to. That's hard to justify. Yeah, get a better argument. And not not just the Nick Fairley game where he, uh, you know, committed basically just malicious intent, almost attempted murder against uh, Aaron Murray. But then they bring a kid like that back and like honor him. You know, this season they brought him back to honor what a great player he was. He's their kind of guy. He's right, Auburn's right. boy. Yeah, exactly. He's Auburn's boy. So they they have to own that. You know. But. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a great game, a perfect game, man, from top to bottom, a 21-point win. It was great. Yeah, it really was. And like your point earlier, I totally agree about Chaney. I think that was his absolute best best game. He had them on their heels the entire second half, if not more than that. And, and consequently, I, I really think that was Jake Prong's best game. I agree. He had a couple shaky throws to start, but once he settled in, he was um, – Oh man, he was so good. So good, and Mel Tucker also. Out of both our coordinators, I think maybe all around, top to bottom, the best called game by uh, Cheney and Tucker all year. Um, a big challenge on a big stage, and they totally rose to the occasion and got it done. Man, it was it was a freaking masterful uh, plan and scheme set up by. By Tucker, right? I mean, more pressure on Stidham, exactly what we needed. Take the run away, shut down ineffective uh, on Johnson. Also, he just crushed those daggum short passing routes. Uh, none of that 7 to 22 yard stuff that Stidham was eating us up with three weeks ago. Um, right. It was fantastic. It was fantastic on both sides. Just, just a and love think, fest. Um, a point on Cheney, I mean, they, they obviously were taking limbs away. You mentioned they didn't have a catch, and 
uh, it really wasn't thrown to from what I can remember just because I think the adjustment on the offensive side was you've got to look Godwin's way. And there, in a couple of catches, McColl oh. had a couple of catches for first downs away from his body that were just, you know, spot on. And, you know, having Fromm trust, trust those guys to – to come down with it in in such a such a big game when his number one target is pretty clear. Wims has been the man. He's throw it up there. Oh, he's go up and get it. He's from security blanket, um, no doubt about it. Right. Yeah, but I think he showed that he can spread the ball around when with the defense is going to spend two guys or a guy and a half taking that away. So that was good to see. It was good to see yeah, the Godwin can step up and get it done. And I'm telling you, man, I am really excited about the way Mikal is playing here lately. Um, he is really stepping up and finally really showing, you know, because there were a lot of guys that were excited about him when we recruited him. And um, he is really turning into the player that we all kind of hoped he would be. A very aggressive. He's not the biggest guy in the world, man, but boy, is he freaking aggressive when he goes for the ball and his routes, everything about his gameplay is he is He's on the freaking gas. I love it. Super aggressive. Yeah, he, has a, he has a gear that not many other players in the game, really at any level, have. And, you know, in those end of rounds where we, we get, it on, get it to him quick, um, it's not going to take much for him to I'm, – I'm really kind of surprised that he hasn't taken the punt back yet. He's had so many that are close, but I know. he has a gap. I know. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, that, that DeAndre Swift run. Yeah, he hit that gap, and there's that one guy that had a <laughs> shot on him. I'm telling you. Yeah. With McColl all season, where he just blows by the guy, and same way Swift did. Yeah. Uh, some of these young kids young kids have a bright future. <laughs> we're talking about them in a couple of years. No shit, man. I'm excited about that. Yeah, Swift is, uh, Swift is something else, man. I'm really excited about him. Uh, a guy who maybe I'm not excited about, let's talk a little bit about uh, Natrez Patrick. Um you know, I tell you, uh, as great as the game was, I, I I just do not understand kids nowadays. I mean, if I had just won the SEC championship and knew I was going to the freaking going to the college football playoff, I swear, I just don't understand. It's like it's like the first thing yeah. just, I just got to run out and smoke a joint. Can't wait to smoke a joint. Two hours later, how fast can I get? How fast can I get baked? Right? I just. I, I don't know. I don't know if Old Dog's down there slinging kilos. Maybe maybe Old Dog's as good as his word. He said he was going to sling a kilo if we won the SEC championship. Maybe he parked a kilo in Jason Stanley's car. I don't know, right? He's still down there on like a freaking weed bender. I don't know. I'm trying to get him back to the bunker, but uh, I don't know. Uh, Old Dog is just getting baked with Jason Stanley, I guess. I, I don't know what he's doing, but... Had to get off the bus. If you look at it, the timing of it, the report came out today. They had to get off the bus and immediately get in the car and just and, and spark and spark a blunt, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, and what? then hit the road back to Atlanta. I know. Um, it's just I, I just don't understand when you've got that big a stage and you give it up. You have so much going on, and then you make a terrible decision. Yeah. I know. And I'm sure they didn't want to. I'm sure they didn't mean to. I'm sure they didn't mean to get caught. And I'm sure they're sorry and they freaking hate it, you know. But, man, God almighty, kids, don't be stupid, man. Um, I mean, you look at a kid like Roquan. Roquan is not going to trash 
I mean, all the work that a kid like Patrick puts in to his career, right? How many damn, how many damn wind sprints and grass drills and mat drills and the, I mean, and then you're just like, man, can't help it, got to spark one. I just, I don't get it, man. Well, I think I remember a couple of years ago thinking pretty equally of Roquan and the Trez, and you see some plays they get in on, and you know, you see that spark of what could be, and it's obvious that a kid like. Yeah, Roquan made the most of it because I mean he's he's going to be away from Athens all week collecting awards. Yeah. And um and you know meanwhile Matraz is you know, in the Barrow County lockup. You know. Takes his <laughs> third strike. Yeah. Program, exactly. It, um, that doesn't bode well for his future. No. No, not at all. Um. So I hate that for him. Yeah, maybe so. Exactly. I'll see Roquan on his ass. Roquan will ha- yeah. find your ass and tackle you. He will find him. <laughs> but, uh, man, I'll tell you what. It was all around just a great game, man. It was a great game. It was a great season. Right. Uh, we have finished up, man, finished up 12-1. and one, And we are on our way as the number three seed to the college football playoff. We are Pasadena bound to the granddaddy of them all. I might as well go ahead and get started saying the granddaddy of them all because we're going to hear that so many times. You're going to get sick of hearing the granddaddy of them all. But uh, that's where we're headed. Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl Parade, Pasadena, the whole nine yards. We're probably going to have a listener meetup out there. Um, we got big plans in place for the Rose Bowl that we'll be sharing with you guys coming up here soon. Um, also, I know, I know, Bernie, I know you're excited. And that seeing as that you didn't go to the game, um, this is going to make it extra exciting for you because you know I've got SEC Championship dated. December 2nd, 2017, SEC Championship game, Stadium Cups for sale. Um, now I'll tell you guys, I know, right? I'm big on the damn cups. You know, I'm the cup selling machine. I will tell you guys right now, though, there's already, the link is already live on the website. Some of you guys probably haven't seen it or whatever. I am, and you might think I've priced them unfairly or whatever, but it's a supply and demand thing. I have a total of seven cups to sell, and I'm only going to sell one per customer. So don't try to buy more than one. Don't enter a quantity of more than one. But I am going to sell them one per customer. I have seven total cups, shipping and everything out the door, even $20. I'm going to sell them for $20 a piece. Not going to be any more. Never going to be any more. It is the SEC Championship Cup right from the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, and it's dated and everything. It's a really cool cup. There's a picture on Twitter. If you want to go see it, follow us at DogCast on Twitter. But... Um, Anyway, I got seven cups if anybody wants them, um, and only seven. So, uh, and maybe once I uh, end the show, Bernie's going to take one, and then I'll only have six. So, if you want a cup, you need to get them quick. <laughs> um, I'm going to take one and sell it for $50. There you go, dude. My kids told me not to even sell them for 20 They're like, Dad, you should just put a link to eBay and just auction them to the highest bidder. And I thought, holy shit, that's even too mercenary even for me right i'm not even i'm not even that mean but um i am trying to make them i'm trying to like make it fair so everybody everybody that want if i have seven people that want them they can get them so 
That's the cup deal, guys. I do have some sta- – I do, and I still have some regular 2017 Georgia Stadium Cups as well from the regular season. Those are the regular price. They're also still on the website as well. Um, guys, it's been such a great season. Bernie, it has been such a great season. It's been one of the most fun seasons of the Dogcast ever. Um, first one since our first season – when we started the Dogcast back in 2015, I mean 2005, when we started the Dogcast, wow. we started it with an SEC championship, and now here we have our second real SEC championship. It's it's amazing. I can't believe Old Dog is not here to share it. We do not know where Old Dog is right now. We're still working on that. Um, I don't want you guys to be too worried, but he is incognito right now. Um, he's underground. I don't know. Maybe he's still down there on damn peach tree, hung over in a damn gutter or something full of brown liquor. But, uh, Bernie, if you see him wandering around damn Lawrenceville or something, you let me know, okay? That's right. Yeah. I'll keep a lookout for the ATP now. <laughs> All right, man. Until Roquan gets back, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bernie, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Do you have any other pearls of wisdom, anything else you want to add from Bernie's dog blog that we didn't cover? No, I think that pretty much covers it all. It, it really has been a, a special season, and it's um, it's so nice to see these guys and this hardworking coaching staff get to play down on the biggest stage there is in college football. So, yeah, really looking forward to it, and, and go dogs. Go dogs. New Year's Day, guys. Uh, Rose Bowl. We will have all the information about listener meetups and Pasadena and all the stuff we're going to do for the Rose Bowl. We'll have that information out soon. Um, this is the last show of the regular season. Uh, we'll probably take a week off here, and then we'll start talking about uh, what we're going to do for the Rose Bowl. Hey, one other thing, too. Um, you guys that are regular listeners that you, if you remember in years past, we I'm just setting the table. I'll have more information on this later this week, but maybe in about a week we're going to do a show. Uh, it's time for the Michael Davenport Christmas fun thing that we did last year. We've done it for a couple years now. This is our third year in a row um i'm gonna get my buddy we have a extensive collection of michael davenports as you guys know from listening before we um the show and some friends of ours we me and some friends of ours we we kind of help support this guy all through the year and we're buying artwork from this guy 12 months a year and then we ask, if you guys are interested, we ask for you guys to help out and maybe give back. It's a Christmas thing. We kind of make up a little Christmas fund for this guy, Michael Davenport. Um, I've got a link to the website. He's kind of famous around Athens. If you guys don't know, he, uh, he, lost, his, uh, he lost use of three, pretty much three of his limbs. He doesn't have any hands, and he's missing one foot and part of his other foot. And he has a lot, a long story. But anyway, he paints pictures with a Sharpie that he holds in his mouth. And you probably have seen him on the streets of Athens and stuff. And um, he doesn't have an awesome story, I'm just going to tell you. And he does not live an awesome life. And we have been helping him out for a few years now, and that's an ongoing thing. That's... 365 days a year, but here around the holidays, we try to um, use the listeners and use you guys to kind of help us. We're basically trying to recoup some of our money so we can keep giving him money, right? Because we're just stacking these pictures up year-round. And um, as a special thing, 
we had Michael out today, in fact, um, to the bunker, and he was kind of personalizing some of the pictures that he's painted here over the past year. He was personalizing them with an SEC Championship logo. So we're kind of um, trying to do something special this year, um, and Michael's been working on some of his pictures. He's going back and touching them up and adding the SEC Championship, 2017 SEC Champion uh, logos to some of the pictures he's done before to kind of make them a little bit more special, maybe a little more valuable for you, a little bit more special for the listeners. So we'll have a special show about that. If you guys are interested, we are selling the Michael Davenport's, and there's really two options for those this year. You have the personalized SEC Championship one, as well as the regular plain non-personalized ones that we were selling last year at the regular price that we've always sold those at. You can see all that on the website. We've got a little PayPal button over on the left-hand side at www.dogcast.com. That's where the cups are listed, and also all the Davenport artwork stuff is listed there. And we will have a lot more information, as well as pictures, if you guys are interested. We number the pictures and let you pick the exact one you want, um, and we can deliver them in time for Christmas this year with the SEC Championship logo artwork on them as well. So we're trying to do something kind of cool and trying to help Michael out as well. So we appreciate you guys listening. It's been an awesome season. Thanks to Bernie for standing in, uh, stepping up and pinch hitting for Old Dog at Bernie's BerniesDogBlog.com. Bernie's awesome and covers the dogs seven days a week, just like the rest of us. Bernie, appreciate you... Uh, Helping us out with the show tonight, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Awesome, guys. Thanks for listening. Go dogs. Hey, dog cats. New Hampshire dog here. How do you like that game? What a kick-ass performance. Check out all my fans here. Woo! Go dogs, baby. This is New Hampshire Roll Tide. I'm just telling you guys right now. Watch out. Watch out for what? You all got nothing. You all look like little girls out there tonight, but you won. Little girls, I get it. Oh, man. This dude, he don't even die. This don't need, he don't know football from a screwdriver, man. Don't listen to this moron. Roll Tide, that's all I can say. New Hampshire Roll Tide. No, no, never mind that. Hey, go dogs. Go dogs, man! All the way from Ann Arbor, Michigan, this alumni is pumped. How about them dogs? We came out and we did everything we needed to do. We dominated the line of scrimmage. We limited turnovers. We limited penalties, even though the zebras tried to take that the other way. I don't know if they were uh, on the Auburn payroll or not, but it didn't really matter at the end of the day because we executed our offense. We made huge plays on defense. The strip by Carter and the recovery by Roquan was just amazing. Roquan was out of his mind tonight all over the field tackling everybody. I couldn't be prouder. I'm so pumped that we are once again SEC champions for the first time since I graduated from the university, and I can't wait to take it to the playoff against whoever the committee wants to dial up against us. Go dogs, Sick them. All right. Hey, just read it. They just ran it all the way back to motherfucking, fucking Philadelphia. Ran that motherfucker all the way back. I'm so damn proud of you motherfuckers. 
us unbelievable have had nothing to bitch about. Go, you motherfucker. What's up, Dogcast? This is Bassin Dog from Twitter. Long-time listener, first-time caller. How about them SCC champion dogs dominating Auburn on the Revenge Tour 2017? Like they said, Kirby Smart's never lost to the same team twice. Whether you want to call it Dog Nation Invasion or Revenge at the Bends, it was awesome. They showed uh, they beat the dog crap out of Gus Malzahn, probably sent him on his way packing to Arkansas, and another coach that Kirby made quit. Love the show, guys. Can't wait to hear this edition, and uh, y'all just keep up the good work. Go SEC champion dogs. Good morning, Derek and old dog. This is Dogcast Technical Support. Waking up a little later than normal on a Sunday, but that's okay. There is nothing left to say. There's actually there is one thing to say. How about them dogs? I read that Kirby Smart's getting a bonus for doing this. I think they should double it. But that's just me. I know contracts are contracts. Now it's off, it looks like, to Pasadena. And just remember, the last time Georgia went out to Pasadena to play in the Rose Bowl, we won the national championship. Karma, Dogcast technical support, thinking about his karma. Hope it doesn't run over his dogma. Out. Derek, old dog. This is Bobby Dog, the big dog from coming Georgia, baby. I got a blonde on my left and a redhead on the right. The dogs look. They got a fight tonight, baby. Go dogs. Hey, guys. Steve from Savannah. Hey, awesome weekend. Awesome weekend. This is just another another uh, game where we have proven how much better we are now than we were three years ago and all the, the prior years before that in terms of the administration goes. Uh, uh, a perfect example, you know, we go in there and we, we do something that's pretty impressive. We go and play a team that beat the brakes off of us three weeks ago. Uh, just hammers, manhandles us. And coming from that and putting the whipping on them that we did Saturday is is just very, very impressive. I mean, I hats off to the coaching staff and 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 a game plan that they had, not only that, but making the, the players believe that they could do that. I mean, young kids with that in their mind, believing that they could come back and play a game like that and versus the same opponent and, and flip, the, flip the page is – it's pretty impressive. Uh, but, you know, Georgia goes in there and, and wins a big game that they're not supposed to win. How many times can we ever – have we said that in the past, you know? Uh, Miami fans, you know, again, Coach Rick's a great guy, but you've got a coach that kicked the field goal in the fourth quarter being behind 38 to nothing. Now, guys – Y'all get used to it because there's more of that to come. And that's exactly why uh, we had to make some changes. So 
just just further uh, supports the decision that they made and direction that they went. Uh, couldn't be happier. Uh, really like the way that uh, this playoff is set up for us. Number one, we're playing in California at five instead of New Orleans at eight forty-five on a Monday. So, so that's going to work out for me. But uh, anyway, I like how we match up against Oklahoma. I don't think they can stop anybody, and I think we're good enough to give them some problems on defense uh, with that loud mouth quarterback. Uh, it seems to me we're playing a lot of people with loud mouths this year, uh, and they just can't keep them shut. That quarterback, he'll say something stupid between now and the, in the bowl game, just like Gus Malzahn did. Uh, that came back and bit him in the butt and several players from other teams this year. Just continue to try to find ways to motivate us, and uh, I'm sure that uh, that quarterback from Oklahoma won't disappoint us either. Uh, and then whoever's left from Clemson, Alabama, well, I'm not scared of them at all. Um, hopefully this may trash Patrick thing will turn out in our favor. Uh, if he is guilty of what he did, I'd send him packing. I don't care where he goes. He's an idiot if he did what they said he did, but uh, – uh, I'm just hoping this doesn't bring a damper on on our season or ruin any kind of momentum.